0: Blessed Palm Sunday and blessed Holy Week, everyone. I hope this time is indeed a holy, sacred space. This week, we'll do things a little differently in the podcast. Instead of reading the gospel, which is the whole passion account from Matthew, I'm going to tell the story as we go through the reflection. If you'd like to hear it read, you can jump back to last year's Palm Sunday episode. It's called A Parade, A Kiss, A Conviction, and A Cross. In that podcast, my community read The Passion Account together. I'll include a link in the show notes if you'd like to go back. So we'll get started with our reflection and then close with some private reflection questions for you to consider also. Through the rush and noise of our lives, why not spend a little quiet time with God? Palm Sunday is a feast that showcases the extremes of human experiences. It begins in triumph, but ends in tragedy. Things can turn on a dime. And as we move through the events described in the Gospels, we are topsy-turvy with it all, too. Over this week, we call holy, we'll hold it all, from parade to the sacred meal with loved ones, to the trial and crucifixion, to that liminal space of waiting, to the triumph of resurrection. As we accompany Jesus through these highs and lows, we're meant to find ourselves in his life and to see Christ in our life too. Each year we read the exact same readings and yet, We don't read them the same way. Why? Because although the stories from Scripture don't change, we ourselves are not the same people reading them. Since last year's Holy Week, we've had a whole year of growth and change, new joys, new sorrows. There may be a piece of this familiar story that we hear in a different way, a new insight that we gain. A new way that this time in Jesus' life resonates with our own life. This year, what I notice is how quickly things change from one extreme to another. Although I don't know why I'm surprised by this, life is full of transition. That's what I know from my own experience. Despite that, though, there is something in me that always thinks things will stay the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, my family will always be the way it is, even though we've lost loved ones and also gained new ones as babies are born and people get married. Each year when holidays come around, I tend to think, oh, Christmas will be the way it always is, or this is how we'll celebrate Easter, because we always do. And yet, each year, each experience, Each holiday is unique. Different people are there either because of schedules or because of losses and new members. And even if the same people are there year after year, each one of us comes as a different person with a whole year of growth and change and movement. So each holiday is a new experience. In fact, every single day, of each person's life is brand new. We bring all the other days and experiences of our lives with us, but each day has the potential for its own joys and sorrows. I'm reflecting on this as I consider that Passover meal Jesus celebrates with his friends. Passover comes around each year and each year the ritual is the same. Now, this time, for some reason, Passover involves procuring a donkey and subsequently a parade before the meal. So that's different. Maybe even weird for the disciples. However, the meal and what they eat and how they eat it is likely familiar. Or it feels familiar because it's a traditional holiday celebrated in a particular way each year. And Jesus gathers those closest to him, which may have been some family members, and also his disciples, his chosen family. Another unique thing about this particular celebration is that when Jesus takes up the bread and the cup, the usual part of the meal, this time he says that the bread and wine are his body and blood. Hmm, that's different maybe even strange to those gathered at the table. Oh well, Jesus is always kind of doing weird stuff and his followers are always trying to keep up and so they've probably just learned to go with it. And so they finish the meal. There's some talk of betrayal and that's weird too, but it's a family celebration, right? So they keep moving through it. Somebody says something weird at every holiday, right? Because everyone has that family member. So even though it's weird, it's also kind of normal. Then Jesus wants to leave dinner and go pray somewhere, and so they go with him. They all have full bellies, and they've had some wine, so they fall asleep. This holiday seems like every other one despite its uniqueness for everyone except Jesus. Maybe the disciples assume they'll continue to celebrate Passover this way with Jesus every year. Maybe next year they won't have to get the donkey, but they assume, like we do, that life will keep rolling on. Passover comes around every year, and they celebrate, and meanwhile, life continues. Except that this year... Passover with Jesus ends. In fact, life as they know it ends. Following Jesus around and healing, preaching, teaching, this life of discipleship that they've become accustomed to, well, it will all end. I think that's part of the shock of big changes even though we know that life keeps changing and we keep changing, it's easy to think that things will always be the way they are, but that's not true. There is no always, there is only now, this present moment. As much as my mind tends to look forward and think about the future, and although I also reflect on the past, what I really have is this moment. This day, I think it's really hard to wrap my head around that, but it's also a good reminder to live in this moment because we never know what's around the bend. At the same time, though, what I do know is that God is with me in whatever's around the bend, and I have to bear that in mind, too, especially in the hard times. For those close to Jesus there's probably a moment, or several moments, in the ups and downs of this passion story in which they probably think that all is lost. When they see Jesus condemned to death, maybe they still think, well, there's a little hope, a little hope that he'll get out of this situation like he did before when things got dicey. But then they see him nailed to the cross Maybe even then, some of them still sustain the hope that he'll get himself down off there and maybe go into hiding for a time or something. But then he dies. And after that, hope is gone. But we know that life without Jesus is not what's around the bend. Even as we enter into the rituals of Holy Thursday and Good Friday, We know that Easter is coming. This crucifixion will not end in death. There is a death, yes, but that's not the end. We, like the disciples, may have times in life when we feel like all is lost. However, the cross is not the end for us either. We are also bound up in resurrection. At our baptism we are assured that we both die and rise with Christ. Maybe that happens in the afterlife with Christ, but it also means that in our daily ups and downs, we die and rise with Christ over and over and over. Our suffering and joy mean something, and they're bigger than just us. We are the wounded and resurrected body of Christ. We live and die with Christ, and Christ dies and rises within us, too. Over these holy days, I hope we do take time to really enter in, to enter into the prayer and ritual offered to us. It's a real invitation to reflect on all the complicated things that happen in our lives, our complicated experiences, our complicated emotions. Besides sadness and joy, there's the whole gamut of other feelings. Anger, dismay, disappointment, confusion, doubt, fear, and on and on. As humans, we try to hold all of these things together, this complicated mix of experiences. But when we can't hold them, when the intensity of it all is just too much, God holds us. As we move through this holy time, may we notice how closely God is present with us. May we be open to God's love and care in all that we experience. Amen. So let's continue our reflection as we spend a little time in prayer with God. What are the losses or sadnesses in your heart right now? And where is God with you in these sorrows? And what are some of the joys in your life and where is God? What part of the passion story resonates with you the most? What is it about this part that speaks so deeply to you? Maybe take a little time to listen to what God has to tell you about this story and about your life. Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you stay connected with God's Space and of course the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky as well. May you notice all the ways that God cares for you and may we all take good care of each other. Peace.